Hey guys, welcome back to the Sandbox. This is just me, Connor, today. Uh, Jacob is up at Boxford and I'm over here at college. Uh, so it is just me hosting the podcast today. So the, the title of today's episode is The Importance of Self-Work. And we're going to get into that in a second, but I'd love to introduce my roommate who I have as a special guest on the show. Um, he's my roommate at Northeastern. It's Adi Osha. Adi, would you like to maybe um, give some of your background, where you're from, stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. So hi, guys. Um, like Connor said, I'm Adi. I'm his roommate here in Northeastern. Um, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I'm a pretty old freshman because I spent two years in the military in Singapore. Um, as that's required by the Singapore government after high school. But yeah, so after completing that, I came to the States for college. Um, I'm currently a business major with a concentration in finance, and I'll be looking to minor in music industry. All right, so business major with a concentration in finance. And yeah. then you mentioned the minor in the music industry. So yeah. as your roommate, I know that you do make music. Um, so would you like to tell the audience uh, what's like your, your music name, kind of your background in Singapore? Yeah, for sure. So um, I started making music. Um, early high school and uh, kind of kept going with it and so I used to go by the name of Boyne Space in high school back in Singapore and uh, kind of things were pretty good where you know we were doing concerts, gigs and we were getting like millions of streams on Spotify. Um, so in the army I kind of took a break but now that I'm back here um, I'm rebranding myself and starting fresh under the name Tayo Omari. Tayo Omari. Yeah. But yeah, that's where my music's at right now. And um, yeah, just looking to like, you know, really get into the branding side of it and looking to work with artists and producers here in Boston. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so people can find you under the name Tayo Omari on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, so on Instagram, Spotify, Tayo Omari, T-A-I-Y-O-A-M-A-R-I. Perfect, yeah. So the reason, you guys, why I brought Audi onto the podcast today um, was I consider him um, like pretty influential in the terms of, of self-work and the things he does every day I, th I really look up to and admire. Um, so we're going to get into your schedule in a moment. So I do know you wake up at 4.30. Oh. Um, let's just start there. Let's just start there. Okay, for sure. So um, every morning on the weekdays, I wake up at 4.30 a.m. Um, what, what do you do? What do you do that early in the morning? Yeah, so 4.30 a.m. I wake up uh, around 4.35 to 4.45, 4.50. I do some meditation. So I just focus breath work, focusing my breathing. Um, pretty tough. I, I started a few months ago, but I'm getting, you know, better at it. But it's definitely something I really want to master. You know, meditation just helps in a lot of things. I think it just helps in just staying in the present, staying in the moment, and not worrying about the past or the future, which I think is so important in this day and age with all the different distractions like social media, yep. et cetera. So, yeah. And then um, so after that, the meditation, um, I basically just get ready you know, brush my teeth, whatever, and I'm off to the gym at 5.30. So the gym here at Northeastern opens at 5.30. So I try and get there by 5.30, and I start my workout. And usually it's a 70-minute workout, and I'm, I'm done, 6.40, 6.45. And so come back here, and then um, just have a protein shake. And I usually journal, or I start reading through any sort of um, financial news regarding the stock market for that day and for the week where I just do like some research and analysis of certain companies and then I'm off to my 8 a.m. for classes and yeah that's my best basically my morning and then after the after my classes I come back to my dorm where I'm either catching up on schoolwork or I'm focused on you know a more in-depth analysis of those stock stocks or 
um, just you know doing some sort of tra trading research. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little confused here. Why couldn't you do those things at like nine a.m. in the morning? So it's kind of weird how it all started. I was kind of I I got back to Boston this semester, and I really wanted to just like get in shape. Um, I I did this thing last year, which was a seventy-five day hard challenge, where you work out every day, follow a diet, and all this other stuff. And I, it was one of the happiest times of my life, and I've probably felt the best I've ever felt. And so I kind of wanted to mimic that this coming back to Boston and the one thing I realized was that the gyms in Northeastern are really crowded and okay. so I realized that I didn't want that to become an excuse as to why I wasn't working out and then on top of that if I was going to do this trading thing and like follow the stock market timings from 9.30 to 4 I realized that working out before 9.30 was impossible because of my 8 a.m.s and working out after 4 was impossible because of how crowded the gyms are and so I kind of just realized that the earliest time the gym opens at 5.30, and if I get into the gym at 5.30, one, it'll allow me to get to my 8 a.m. on time, but it'll also allow me to get my workout done for the day. And so that's how it started, but within a month of doing it, I fell in love with the idea that while everyone else is asleep in the world... When when you get up early, you're more productive. You're more productive, and you have the whole world to yourself. Like It's, it's honestly one of the most slept-on feelings where... <laughs> I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, but it's one of the... Yeah, like... It's, it's so overlooked how amazing waking up before sunrise is because the world is so peaceful and there's no noise, the streets are empty. Yeah. And so it, I really fell in love with it. And the other thing was um, I've never been in like a winter before because Singapore is like warm all year round. So the one thing everyone kept telling me about here was that winter depression or seasonal depression was a thing. And I kind of wanted to beat that. So for me, it was just really nice that, you know, waking up at 4.30 and going to the gym at 5.30, when you're walking on the streets, it's like... Um, I mean, I don't know what the translation is to Fahrenheit, but it's about minus, you know, 10 degrees Celsius, and it's, it's really cold, but, like, yeah. it just wakes you up. And then, yeah, like I said, like, I fell in love with it, but what I did was I started on going through um, different books and different articles online to understand why is it that, you know, I'm so much happier doing this, because I realized that after doing this, I couldn't go back to, like, a normal, you know, 7 a.m. or even 8 a.m., mm -hmm. and it, it, it's quite hard on the days that I do end up you know, sleeping in on the weekend or whatever, just because it breaks the routine. But I kind of looked into it, and so I kind of realized that what what the what the the, the science behind this. Yeah, the science, or I would say the mental side behind it, which was that first of all, yeah, you're more productive when you wake up early. But the other thing that really stood out to me was that by waking up that early, you're giving yourself enough time to gather your thoughts for the day. Okay. And I think that what people don't realize is that with so much of the social media and the interactions we have in the world today, there's just so much noise and there's so much external, you know, forces that come into people's heads and people get stressed out by this and that. But just by waking up at 4.30 and, you know, journaling and just thinking about things and planning ahead for the day and knowing what's coming ahead, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fix all your problems, but it kind of makes you believe that anything that comes your way, you can handle. And then the other thing is that when you're waking up at 4.30, like I'm telling you, when that alarm goes off, my bed is so comfortable and like I just want to snooze it and just go out to bed. But yeah. once you beat that snooze and, you know, you already feel like now that I've done that, I you get that, that grit. And you that. get that grit and you just say, listen, I've beat, beaten that, which is so tough. So like, let's push through and let's like, let's get on with the day. Yeah. Like there's no chance for you to have a lazy day. If yeah, you wake up early. No way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, do you get enough sleep? Yeah, so um, 
I always try and get a minimum of seven hours, so I'm usually in bed by 9.30. Um, sometimes with schoolwork, it does get pushed back to 10, 10.30, 11. But um, I'm realizing that I need to prioritize sleep because with the, obviously with the schedule and working out and mm -hmm. trying to do everything, it's a little bit complicated if you're not getting enough sleep because then you are tired and not as effective during the day. So I'm definitely, you know, emphasizing sleep more now. Okay, yeah, so... Definitely sleep is an important part. So you say that you, you do the 4.30 schedule on the weekdays. Yeah. And then on the weekends, so on the work? On the weekends, the, basically the 4.30 as well allows me to get four meals in a day um, based on our dining hall schedule. But uh, on the weekends, our dining hall is only open at 8 and our gym is only open at 8. So what I do is I wake up at 6 and then I just, again, start journaling or just start reading something just to keep my mind, you know, active and, you know, always learning something. And then by 8 a.m., I'm at the dining hall having breakfast, you know, an omelet, bread, pancakes, and that's my weekend. Weekends are 6 a.m. instead of 4.30. Yeah, so there's still, like, definitely a lot of grit going into the weekend. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so one more thing I wanted to touch up on. Um, are there kind of any trade-offs to, like, this 4.30 a.m. schedule? Because I know that... You know, we are, we are at college and there's parties and there's stuff you want to do late night. But then if you're waking up at 4.30, I feel like that inhibits a lot of those stuff that you can do. So what's the, what's the trade-off? Yeah, so my thing was this, that, you know, I'm 20 years old and obviously most freshmen are 18, 19. And coming in at 20, not that it was like I'm more wise and all that. I just realized that I had been doing the same stuff since I was about 16, whether it was partying, going out to bars and clubs in Singapore. And it kind of got to a point where when I got here the first semester, you know, everyone has that freshman fever where it's like, oh, like we have to go. To Let's go party. Let's party. Do this stuff, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This, that, whatever. And at that point, I realized, man, I've been doing this for four years. And at some point, like, you know, um, at some point, not it doesn't get boring, but it just becomes the same thing. So, I mean, yeah, it is boring, but it, it becomes like, what am I really getting out of this? And like, I keep saying that, you know, I want to make music. I I want to, I, I really believe in myself and what I can do in music that I'm just like, okay, if that's really how I feel about music, then why am I not putting more time into that instead of, you know, trying to go to parties just to, you know, catch a buzz and just, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy the night. And yeah, there's no harm in enjoying yourself. But my thing was, it kind of gets repetitive. And so when I started this 430 thing, the trade-off was no more going out. And it's not necessarily no socializing, but no more, you know, unnecessarily going out just for the sake of okay because that's what everyone does because it's even with music like just to like focus on my craft and like be as creative as I possibly can I love putting myself in these like situations where I'm not distracted but I feel like when you know the idea of you know college parties comes into play it's so easy to get distracted and like this isn't to like look down on people that you know do still enjoy that because trust me like I I miss them so much and like I I've had so much fun at those parties, but like again, my thing was just how you know how can I keep saying to people and to myself that oh like I'm serious about my craft, I'm serious about you know just being an artist and being a creative, but I spend most of my Friday nights you know out and just doing mm -hmm. stuff for the sake of the moment when in reality I could be doing something more to push myself further in my craft. So yeah, the trade-off has just been you know not going out as much and definitely spending more time to myself. Yeah, so would you say that this had more to do with kind of external factors or your own, like, self-will to, like, change? Definitely, like, my own self-will. 
because it's really easy to be surrounded by people right now that just want to, you know, turn up and just go out every Friday. And, you know, there's a saying where it's like everyone looks forward to their Friday night. But yeah. on, honestly, like for me, like it became this thing where I just look forward to my Monday morning because I get that reset. I get that buzz from waking up at 430 and being productive. And so, like, it definitely comes from inside because I just realized I can't keep expecting to, you know, further myself in music or in anything in my life if I keep focusing on other stuff and furthering myself in other areas instead of actually furthering myself in the stuff that I want to improve in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So would you say there's like a list of like kind of things you wanted to work on before you actually developed like a routine? Or did you just kind of jump into it with like expecting that um, you were going to get like healthy results? Honestly, yeah, like the way it started, I jumped into it thinking, oh, everything's going to work out. But obviously it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, waking up at four thirty first of all is is very hard, especially when you're not waking up at four thirty prior to that. Yeah. So um, definitely, that was like just pushing myself. But um, it it was it was more like a thing where it was like the one thing that ke- keeps me going is knowing that nothing is overnight. So even if I'm doing this for you know a month, two months, three months, I mean I'm four months into it, and what I can say is that I'm not hundred percent perfect, but the days where I, I'm not productive and the days I feel the worst are the days where I haven't followed strictly the routine, yeah. you know? And um, it, it it just goes to show that even when you think that, you know, you're making a big change in your life, it's very easy for people to say, oh, well, you know, nothing's showing up. I don't see any physical changes. Like even with the gym, you know, a lot of people go to the gym and they don't see changes After in a After a week, they expect things exactly. to happen, but and that's not how it works. Exactly. And I was honestly with that as well, coming here, you know, trying to bulk and you just got to keep pushing. Yep. And now I'm starting to see results. But that's the thing. It's it's a lot with like the mental where it's like you have to fall in love with the process where, you know, versus the destination or like the journey versus the destination. And I, it's, there's a, I read this thing where um the man that loves walking more would travel further than the guy that loves the destination. Okay. And that literally just says, what they're trying to say is, if you f- love the process more than where you're headed or more than the goal, then you'll get even further than your goal because the process won't feel like pain. You know, for a lot of people, you know, they want to get in shape or they want to do this, do that, but there's a process to do that. And they don't, it's not that they don't want to sacrifice, but it's just so hard to imagine sacrificing mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so I think just by sticking to this routine, it made me realize that anything you want to do in your life if you want to reach like certain heights, you just have to push yourself and then keep pushing, like just keep pushing because nothing happens overnight. Yeah. So we are about to wrap it up. I just wanted to get into one final point and audio you can add on to this point. Um, I really wanted to bring up next steps that our listeners can do um, if they are hoping to get into the area of self-work and maybe going to the gym, thinking about waking up early, you know, eating healthier. Um, so you definitely mentioned that it's a hard process. Like it's it's a difficult schedule, especially your schedule waking up at four thirty. But then you also mentioned um, the importance of loving the journey. Yep. And loving what was the the phrase you said? Oh, uh, just loving the process. Loving the process. That's correct. Yeah. So you said like after a few months you started to um, to get used to the process and and love that that yep. work you put in. Yeah. Okay. So that's definitely an important part of what our listeners can get from this podcast. Was there anything, any small tips that you can give listeners that are hoping to get into the area of self-work? I would say that whatever it is, it doesn't have to be 4.30 or like, you know, do this, do that. But I would say whatever you want to do in life, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to even be like um, 
tangible or uh, materialistic things. It could literally just be improve a relationship or imp- improve any other aspect of your life. I feel like the one thing that people don't realize, especially in this day and age, is that to get to any level of peace, you need discipline. Because I feel like with discipline, what it's allowed me to do is it's allowed me to do everything I want to do. So by waking up that early and by being disciplined, I get you know, schoolwork done, I get trading done, I get music done, I get the gym done, I get socializing with my friends done as well. And, you know, it might seem like a crazy sacrifice just to say, oh, like, I'm not going to go out anymore, whatever. But I'm not saying don't do that. Or I'm, What I'm trying to say is, whatever it is you want to do, it's going to require a lot of discipline. Yeah. And even I'm not a master of that yet. But what I can say is the days where I'm, I'm very close to that mastery of um mastery of discipline is that those are the days where I'm most productive, most successful, and I actually feel at peace with myself and with what I'm doing. Yeah. So listeners, like there's really nothing stopping you from taking that first step towards uh, self-work. Um, so yeah, Adi, Talamari, thank you for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. I Thanks for you were, having me. I thank think you were great for this podcast. And yeah. you guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week for podcast number seven. Have a good one.